0: God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our heart be acceptable in your mind and in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So I've been working my way through a long overdue reading list. It's just getting longer, but I try. Uh, And I'm currently in the middle of Sonia Renee Taylor's The Body Is Not an Apology. Uh, and there are a lot of powerful reflections in it, but two in particular have really been sticking with me that, as I thought about tonight's scriptures, sort of seemed to harmonize, and so I'm going to bring her in as a thought partner tonight. We're in the midst of Christmas, and the language of incarnation is all around us, which seems fitting as she writes, Humans are a varied and divergent bunch with all manner of beliefs, morals, values, and ideas. We have struggled to find agreement on much of anything over the centuries. But here is a completely non-controversial statement I think we have consensus around. You, my dear, have a body. And should you desire to remain on this spinning rock, hurtling through space, You will need a body to do it. Everything else we know is up for debate. But bodies, yep, we've got those. And given this widely agreed upon reality, it seems to me that if ever there were a place where the practice of radical love could be a transformative force, the body ought to be that location. I'm going to say that last part again. It seems to me... That if ever there were a place where the practice of radical love could be a transformative force, the body ought to be that location. I can't think of a better way to enter a Christmas story, because that's what this is, isn't it? After weeks and months of waiting We have once again in the year arrived at this central story, this celebration of the birth of Jesus, the Son of God, the Wonderful Counselor, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. This is where it begins. This is the moment where the creator of the universe, who is not like any created thing, comes to us in an entirely new way not as a burning bush, or a pillar of fire, or a whisper, or a storm, but as one of us, specific to us, by way of the only experience we all share, Jesus Christ, a real human person, God incarnate, the same as you and me, that radical love, that transformative force located, at last, in a body. And that's amazing. It's the reason that we tell this story year after year, and yet you might say, okay, Graham, that's it. I mean, it's great that God has a body and all, but what does that really do for us now? Why does it matter? Well, I think there are at least two reasons, what it reveals about how God is with us and what it reveals about how we are with God. See, bodies aren't abstractions. They're not ideas. They're not stories. Everything we experience as people, we experience through our bodies, the good, the bad, the ugly. Sonya Renee Taylor puts it this way, for example, when we speak of the ills of the world, violence, poverty, injustice, we are not speaking conceptually. We are talking about things that happen to bodies. When we say that millions of people around the world are impacted by the global epidemic of famine, what we are saying is that millions of humans are experiencing a physical deterioration of muscle and other tissues that lack nutrients in their bodies. Injustice is an opaque word until we are willing to discuss the material reality as, for example, the three years 16-year-old Kalief Browder spent beaten and locked in solitary confinement in Rikers Island prison without ever having been charged with a single crime. His suicide, his mother's heart attack two years later are not abstractions. They are outcomes in justice enacted on two bodies. Racism, sexism, ableism, homo and transphobia, ageism, fatphobia, are algorithms created by humans' struggle to make peace with the body. Have you felt peace with your body? Do you know what it feels like to not be at peace with your body? These are the stakes of a Prince of Peace who comes to us in a body. They're not abstract in our bodies. Abstract things have real consequences, and that's true for Jesus' body as well. It's not a vague idea that's nice once a year. It's Emmanuel. It's God with us now in this present moment. In Jesus, God chooses to be present with us now as we are, to live alongside us as we struggle to make peace with the body peace with our bodies. In Jesus, God's present is embodied, it is solidified in the now, the present moment, to be with us in the pain and the joy and the wonder and the struggle, in solidarity, in love, in accompaniment, when embodiment is not kind because we were not made to be alone. The ways also that our bodies then, that people interact with this incarnate God, gestures also beyond the now and into the future. Even before this body, this Son of God, this Prince of Peace is born, people's lives are being changed by this birth, by this coming body. They are being upended, they're being redirected in ways that they would not or could not have imagined. We know that in his life, bodies will reach out to touch. Bodies will crowd. Bodies will climb trees and travel days and throw palms and pour oil and wash feet with their hair and sing songs and dance and fish and channel God's power and be healed and transformed. Jesus's ministry will be a ministry marked by care of the body. And his body will be proof of a new world to come. So in this birth story, this incarnation, we see God in human form, choosing to be a body, choosing commonality, with us in our present moments, experiencing what we experience, and simultaneously, in and through that body, taking the things that we experience back into God's self and constantly revealing hope for a different future, a reordering of the present so radically different that it exists beyond the scope of our understanding as human this beloved flesh, this holy sanctified human experience. God coming alongside us, living with us in all of the beauty, all of the pain. Because to God, that body, your body is beloved. We know because we've read the ending that this body of God is going to get to know all kinds of joys and pains, amazements and frustrations. And we know that that body interacts with us. The bodies around it are going to change. This body is a present comfort and a future hope, a lived testament that deals with the world as it is now, and, by its very presence, transforms the possibilities of what could be in the future. But we're not there yet. Right now, we're at the beginning. And in this moment, tonight, in the quiet, in the stillness, in the cold, in the waning light, we are met once again with that which we hope for most. Another body, a body like ours, bringing heat, bringing hope, bringing new life, and bringing us together. Amen.